Jessica Evo. Today we have a special guest, and it came together rather quickly. Shout out to my guy Julian. He made it happen very quick. We got the one and only Jessica Evil Eye. Jessica, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. And yes, Julian is an awesome manager. He 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 works on my like my pace. Like I usually like, are you gonna do the interview or not? Like we're doing it or we're not. So he was like, are you available? I'm like, yes, get him on. Let's do it today. And here we are. You're live in Las Vegas, but you're from Cleveland. And of course, I got to ask you, the Cleveland Browns of week one, I don't know what was happening. And then week two, Baker Mayfield showed up. Showed up. I want to hear your analysis on this team, loaded up on offense, putting together defense. What do you see right now from the Browns? Gosh, what a crazy time we're in right now, too, and for these football players. You know, they didn't have much of an offseason, so – to see what they're able to do in such like an early fast season is, is pretty sweet. But, you know, I'm a Browns girl through and through. I just um, spent the past month and a half in Cleveland. So it's, it's been nice to finally get back here, but also good to be back in my hometown. Are you a OBJ girl or are you a selling OBJ right now? I mean, I'm a Cleveland fan. So if OBJ is making Cleveland better than OBJ, let's go. They there you go, going for the Browns. When the Browns come to Vegas and play in that Raiders stadium, I can't wait for it to open. It looks like a giant uh, roof, back, a little vacuum thing from up top or a giant hockey puck. But, wow, it looked amazing on Sunday night. Zach, I don't even want to get down and dirty right now because yeah. she's in Vegas. Jessica has fought at the Apex mm. in front of nobody. So I know you want to ask yeah. her about yeah, I mean, obviously, because I'm from London, so I've, I haven't got a clue about what's going on with American football. So I prefer talking about uh, UFC. <laughs> so I want to know with like with your previous fighting, just everything that's gone on. What's been the hardest thing about being under lockdown, just being everything having restricted? How hard has it been for you? Oh my God! You know what? It, the the hardest thing was, um, you know, over the past like seven eight months is dealing with um a dying organ inside of me that I had no idea that was, you know, happening. Um, and it wasn't until the the Calvillo fight with Cynthia that it finally reared its ugly face and told me that, hey, Jess, like your gallbladder is dying and this is the reason you can't make weight. This is the reason you haven't been feeling like yourself. So, um, you know, to, to relate that back, I'm, I'm so glad I got a chance to fight in front of no, um, no audience. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Can we go back and change a couple of things? You know, me and my team, yes. You know, at this time, maybe little cheat codes and things we would use a little bit different since there's no audience to drown that out. Um, but also like to understand like, you know, the, the health and wellness that the PI was giving us, you know, as an athlete, I was training out there that maybe I'd have been training with them a little bit more one-on-one -on -one instead of, you know, what the COVID was doing. We might've found out that my gallbladder was going bad and that, you know, I needed to get emergency surgery as soon as possible. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've had a heck of a 2020 and a 2019. Um, you're living in Vegas. The PI, from every fighter I've spoken to, they say it's just above and beyond what you expect. Um, living in Vegas now, working at the PI, do you see this as just, just life is much easier? Are you just, is the medical, like what are the benefits to having the PI? Obviously, with what happened with you earlier this year, I mean, what else? I mean, you guys see people are eating the meals. They got the workouts. Yeah. I see uh, Hamzat chopping it up on the bag. Like, it just seems like a paradise for a fighter. 
It is. It's kind of like your own gym, you know, like there's times that you can book for you to be there during your times. They do a very good job of trying to keep, you know, opponents where we could possibly be fighting each other away from each other. Um, but, you know, regardless if we're in the same room, we're going to have to fight. Regardless if we're in there to work out or we're in there to go into the octagon, like let's, let's not waste anybody's time and make as much money off of each other as we can. So there's a mutual common ground there um, for all of us to get our food, our treatment, and just to get the job done. Nice. I mean, so what I want to ask quickly, so obviously training has really helped you out with keeping mentally focused, but I want to know under lockdown, is there anything else outside of MMA that's kind of kept you sane and kept you like grounded and just not making you go crazy? Oh, my dogs, you know, I'm, I'm big into my dogs and I most recently started trying like some new hobbies and I got my plant. I got a really cool, um, a bonsai tree. So I've been like trying to do things like that, that occupy my mind. Um, but also I put a full gym in my garage. So I pretty much have like a six sided octagon. Um, with a padded wall and wow. a full sauna. So yeah, pretty much at this point, if quarantine hits us anymore and gyms start to close, I can fully do anything and everything that I want on my own. Um, so fortunate for me. Man, that's amazing. First off, the sauna, unbelievable. And then I've been getting Love into it. gardening <laughs> randomly. I mean, in LA, I can, I can grow peppers. My jalapenos are coming in nice. I got cilantro, I got thyme. It's pretty cool. I know you're in the desert, it may be a little more difficult to grow. So you got the bonsai tree popping, but hey, there's all there's some good hobbies right there and you're keeping saying there's a will there's a way there, you got to find a way I saw though I saw you took a big hack on the top golf on your Instagram you know Zach knows I'm a big <laughs> golf guy you bomb that thing on top of the MGM grand dude like 200 and something like on like my first initial try and I am not like I mean I'm an athletic person but that was the first time I'd ever swung a golf club like that so I definitely find I might end up getting myself a set of golf clubs after my next fight. There you go, Zach. It's golf is taking <laughs> over, and Jessica is just launching bombs out here. She's trying to make it before. And, and you know, get her dog some more, some more toys and more all that good stuff. I gotta ask you, my what, dog kind of dogs, all of it. what kind of dogs do you have again? Two Shih Tzus. Oh Shih my god. Full yeah. of energy. Full of energy, like my girl went, they both went back to Cleveland with me because um, okay. I was dealing with some stuff with the health there at the clinic. So I was like, I don't want to leave without them. Right. My boy dog is terrible at traveling. My girl dog is incredible at it. So like two different ends of the spectrum with them. So I'm so fortunate for them. I love them to death. Well, you, hold on, Zach. I got to ask, this is it. And then I got to take a break. When you open up that garage and you pull out the weights and you're deadlifting on the road, have your neighbors looked out the window and you're like, oh my gosh, that's our neighbor. Like, is there like a, do people know who you are in your neighborhood right now? Like, oh yeah, she's out here just ready to take people's heads off. If she wants to hold water or garden, if she, wasn't, if she wants to let something park an extra car, so be it. We're not going to bother Jessica. Yeah, no, we live on like a little cul-de-sac and like we have this little man that loves us. He's like, every day he walks over when we're training out there. And then like my one neighbor, if I'm out there on my salt bike, he'll like joke at me. He's like, you're getting... He's like, you're going real far, you know, like teasing me and stuff. But my neighbors love it, and they're so good to us. That's awesome. Exactly. Now, our FedEx guy always, our FedEx guy always is like, to like drop off a package and like, like hang out and like watch for a minute and be like, oh, what you guys doing today? <laughs> That's amazing. I was going to say, so talking about traveling, what you said, like talking about traveling with the dogs. Do you think it's possible that you could travel over to Fight Island, maybe even possibly fight there, see what the camp's like? You got any plans? Yeah. 
Well, you know, so a lot was really going on. I mean, I think that like we, like I've, I've been trying to share my health experiences with everybody. Um, and I will be starting my own podcast very soon. What's so the name of it, Jessica? Put it, it's going to be How I See It with Jessica Evil Eye. There it is, folks. Make sure to subscribe <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to All your podcasts. All of them. All of them. Um, but to like, you know, really explain that, like I was really going through some really bad health stuff and I was not listening to the signs. And I think that like by nature being a young athletic person, you're just like, things happen and you're like, oh, this is like the new me, I'm young, I'll get over it. And not to know that I was, I was suffering from a dying organ in my body. And like, I really like, I'm proud of the fighter I have become over the past year in dealing with that. Because like, I joined a couple other Facebook groups and found other people that were dealing with this. And I was like, wow, I'm not the only one. Like there was other people that were dealing the same way I was that just kind of put it on the side as like, oh, it's probably just life stuff. And I'm really excited to take my new health journey so that when I return to 125, I could just like get back on track like I was, go back, fight for the title, you know, just get myself back where I was going. Cause I was on a steady pace until, until that happened. And the first initial attack that I had with my gallbladder was the the day that I was fighting for um, the title against Valentina. So it's like, I, I didn't address some of the health things I was going through. Mm. I, and I, I mean, I just want to say quickly, I mean, that's kind of, like, I can relate to that. I mean, because I'm only 20 years old, I'm at university and I had, I've had problems with my kidney, kidneys and appendix. So I know what you're going yeah. through, I always thought it was nothing. And then next minute you can't stand up and it's just, it's just absolutely horrible. And it just, just takes a life out of you really. So. Well, you do, and you just think that, like, it's going to go away. And by nature, I think we all kind of hope for it to be that way. And I'll tell you, what, going into the Cynthia weight cut, like, it was it was fine until we started cutting. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I can't make – I don't know if I can even make it to the fight. You know, and had I looked back, I wish I had, I had been a better advocate for myself and be like, you know what, my health is more important. I can't fight this fight, main event or not. You know, like, it's – I shouldn't have put others before me in that yeah. way shame on me but i've learned <laughs> do you think with the ufcpi now fighters health and safety is more at the forefront than it's ever been 100 percent. and it was something that we were struggling with we didn't know what it was you know what i mean they put me on a keto-based diet and come to find out a keto-based diet is terrible for gallbladder issues like it's absolutely the worst and it like we're you know like they they are willing to learn the fighter body and the fighter mindset is so it's so above the amount of knowledge and science that we have behind it. So they're collecting data. You know, we've only, the PI's only been around for two years, so they're still trying to learn themselves. Well, and again, we've talked about um, getting healthy and getting back to full fitness. I mean, do you, is there anyone in particular that you want to have a comeback fight against? Obviously you want to fight for that title again, or would you either go to that straight away or do you kind of want to build up to that? We'll see what they want to do, but I mean, obviously, like, I'll, I'll take whatever route is the best, you know what I mean? I've never said no to a fight. I've never said no to an opportunity. The, um, I was offered the Jessica Andrade fight, and I did say, you know, I, there was no way I could make it. I Between August 12th, they wanted me to fight in October. August 12th, I had my gallbladder removed, and then followed by staph infection in my stomach. Like, it hasn't been until the beginning part of September that I was finally able to rule out Crohn's colitis. Um, colon cancer that we've been able to finally say, hey, look, it's food allergy, irritable bowel syndrome, and lack of having a gallbladder. So what? there's a lot of things that need to change in this. My diet, like my diet is going to be the first and foremost to change everything. And, and that doesn't happen in 
a couple weeks. I need to spend a, um, like, you know, a couple of days. It's going to take a couple of weeks to add all that up. So I'm hoping I can get on a December, like, 31st card, like the New Year's Eve card, or if not, you know, around the first of the year. Yeah, because, Jessica, I would assume you have to just know your body, right? After a complete adjustment, you're so used to going the distance. I need that cardio routine because you're going five or yeah. three every time I see you. You have to go through another training camp at least to see, okay, where am I at? What do I have to adjust? And I see it is too soon. And I feel it's a little unfair sometimes to fighters because they hear the headline. This person's not yeah. making the fight. Well, well, let's take a step back. This person has to take a fight on two weeks notice or they're dealing with this thing or that thing. Fighters sometimes have to get a little more respect. That's awesome that you were willing to fight Jessica Andrade. That's a heck of a fight wherever you put it. It's yeah, just and I was. And I, I mean, but, you know, we had said no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the ultimate was the okay, Lynn had, had said it. Like, it was it was fun for the idea. You right. know what I mean? I said I, I would think about it and do what I could, but my doctors were like, Jess, no way. And then once we got staph infection, we were like, okay, well, we need to fall back. <laughs> we need to just – wait for the rest of the year and you know worst thing i could do is go rush into a fight and then not make weight again the third time right. you know what i mean and then and then like ruin any bit of any any bit of like stigma behind my name so i want to make sure i do it right and handle it all the right ways so it looks like you're gonna skip fight island this go around but mm -hmm. are you willing to fight at three, four, five in the morning? Like from what I'm seeing, some of these guys that we Paige Vincent had to fight at six in the morning on the card. It's obviously it's something you've never done. You're used to fighting at night or uh, or you know at a normal time slot. But fighting at five, six in the morning, it's a complete adjustment, right? You got to wake up in the middle Who of the day knows? or you just go with the flow. Yeah. What's the deal, Jessica? I mean, so you know, I fought in Singapore once, and you know, right. I went out a couple weeks ahead of time to get adjusted to the time and stuff. And we end up fighting in like one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so it, it again, I, I think by nature of fighters, we just as well as we can. Um, but that's a part of the job description. We knew that, you know, it's a part of like what the job is. It's like being an on-call nurse or doctor. Like sometimes that call's coming in at three o'clock in the afternoon. And sometimes it's three o'clock AM in, in the middle of the night. I was going to say, looking at the flyweight division as a whole, obviously you've got yourself and you've uh, fought Valentina. And let's say, hopefully, if you fight on that December 31st card and you get a win, apart from yourself with a rematch, do you see anyone else beating Valentina in that in your division? Or no, I think I think you know she's. A, I, I think that the best way to beat her is you got to have a very specific game plan and you got to mm -hmm. stick to it. It's got to be a really heavy wrestling base, very heavy wrestling base. Like, it, you, you can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, you know, someone like her when it comes to striking. You got to get her down on the ground, and you have to impose your will. And um, I don't see very many people like that, the ability. I think I was under the wrong – just had a lot of wrong things. Like, I've always been the aggressive type. I should have did what I wanted to do. I should have walked across that ring and just bear-hugged her and took her straight down like I wanted to. Um, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But, hey – the best thing you can do is make a mistake and get a chance to fix it. So while all these girls are, are getting their chances at her and, you know, it's, you know, not coming to their advantage, I can use that as knowledge. I can use that as a way to keep studying her. There you go. And hey, they'll probably give me a couple of those girls beforehand. I mean, JoJo now is going to be up to fight, which I would love to fight her. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to see what happens with Cynthia and Lauren Murphy. I'd love to put my hands back on both of them. I mean, look, I like, I have no problem lining them up. If I'm injury free, like, and healthy, let's just line up and let me let me get back on my winning track. 
There you go. I mean, once you once you're ready to go and you know your body's right and you're feeling right, there's nothing stopping you, right? You're just ready to go. Line nothing. them up and knock them down. Let's go. Just like I was before. There you go. Can we talk about the upcoming pay-per-view this Saturday with you? Yeah, of course. It's going down. Two title fights. For the first time in a long time, John Jones and or Daniel Cormier are not the live light heavyweight champion. We have a shot, Dominic Reyes versus uh, Jan Blakovich for the interim. Great fight from Reyes last time against John Jones. Very closely, highly contested fight. You could, it could go either way. And then Blakovich, phenomenal performance. They're going for the title. Jessica, what do you think of these two big boys going at it at 205? I think that's going to be a great fight. I'm totally team Dominic. I'm a slightly partial. Like, we work with the same, like, management team. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, you always, like, try to stick with the people that you know you're, you're best with. But um, I definitely foresee that that fight with, with Jones was really close. And depending on who you're a fan of is who you could say won that fight. So I think that that's going to be good. I really do. I, I see Reyes. I'm going to pick Reyes in this one. By stoppage decision, what do you think? Oh my God, I hate predicting because it's so hard to anymore. I mean, who knows, yeah. right? Like, but one fight. shot changes everything. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, like, God, I, I feel like we should start making, like, there should be big wins on betting it correctly. You know what I mean? Right. Betting, betting it like it's a knockout or whatever. As, as Tyson says, it's a fight. Anything, anything can happen. I'm, anything. I'm going Reyes. I thought Reyes beat Jones 3 2. That's how I had it on the card, but. Yeah. And I think he's just a, a great fighter. I love the way he fights. He's built to go the five rounds. I love how he sits behind the jab. He's so sharp. Uh, I got to go with Reyes on this one. The Blakovich is very talented. Main event, it's going down. Two undefeateds for the first time since Leonardo Machida and Rashad Evans officially on paper. Um, it's going down at 185, the style bender versus Paulo Costa. Two dudes who are badass, two completely different styles. Jessica, my head's going to explode when they close the cage. What do you think? I don't know. My head's going to explode with you because, like, that – the body style matchup, like, just the difference of mechanics, the styles. Like, this is what fights – this is what, as a as a fight fan, everybody should be so proud of, you know, Mick Maynard for, for putting together and for these guys to put on such amazing, you know, matchups in that way. I have no idea how that fight's going to go. I, I can't even, like – it could really go both ways, you know. It, you can see where Stylebender avoids the takedown the whole time and just beats up Costa will Costa chases him or Costa gets his hands on him and just pounds him, you know, fast. And and that's it. And the fight's done. I mean, yeah, that's a narrative. I mean, Costa either knocking Adesanya out or Adesanya decision. I mean, I could personally see uh, Adesanya stopping Costa, you know, definitely Costa charging in and Adesanya just picking him apart. But I think I think also, like, I think it'd be tough for Costa to get a decision. I don't think he's been to the fourth or fifth round yet. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm with you. I agree that. It's any. This is one of those anything can happen fights. You, if you tell me anything, I wouldn't be surprised. This is just two crazy fights. In terms of picking a body, yo, Polo Costa, can I get that routine? Holy moly, that guy is coming in lean. He looks like an action figure. He looks like a big Ryan Garcia, not necessarily. Um, dude, him and Yoel Romero was the ultimate body fight. Costa Adesanya, anything goes. I kind of, I have to lean towards the champion. He's been the full five. He's been with that war with Gaslam already. He went five with Yoel Romero. Yeah. No joke. So I got to just roll with the champs slightly. I think it'll be a great fight. Um, final thoughts, Jessica. As we touched on your future a little bit, you have a podcast coming out. You're advocating yep. for your health, for the gallbladders, for, for people who don't <laughs> really have a voice who have gone through the gallbladder surgery, right, who are the silent people who, who don't have a voice, who don't have a platform. You're representing them. 
as much as you can, whether it's you're the in number the one, it's the number one removed organ in our body. It, the in, in like the number one. See, yeah. That's, that's, that's correct. My, my, my mom has her gallbladder removed too. She got it back done back in the day and she has a crazy scar like back in those and OG they clinics. Used to. They used to, yeah, they used to have to do it that way and they've yeah. gotten so much smarter about it. But, you know, still like it, it's very common in women like to be a female, like the first thing they said, like being a female gallbladder removed, <laughs> like it's like one of the big, the biggest things. And I think that's, I never knew that. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. The lack of knowledge that we have for, mm. for those kinds of things. We should know more about our body. Don't you think? I yeah, would think so. We'd be a better society if we knew our body more. It's a bit worrying if you don't. But yeah, maybe no, we wouldn't be dealing with coronavirus if we understood that maybe we took care of our bodies a little better. We hey, can fight things off. There you go. Take care of yourself and maybe the rest will take care of itself. But once again, Jessica, what else is in the future? As well, like I said, you're advocating for the number one organ removal gallbladder. It's, it's, nobody talks about it, as you said, <laughs> but you're using your podcast. You're still fighting. What else is in the future? And we know you have opponents, but look, you're, you're with the dogs. You're, you're hitting golf. What's next in the, for, for Miss Evil right here? Um, you know, there, there's that. And I'm hoping to start really working on my pro wrestling career. So um, there has been wow. some talks with the WWE and I oh. hope that they continue and okay. we'll just leave it at that. We'll just like, we'll wait right there for a minute and then you guys can, you know, I'll keep getting myself healthy and I'll keep entertaining you guys with all the evil eye action. Well, if you we tell me Jessica Evil Eye is going to be on NXT pre really soon, I will be definitely oh, we'll watching wait. NXT. We're past NXT. Oh, snap! Be ready for the world, <laughs> people, because Jessica Evil Eye is coming at you. Crazy <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's crazier things in the world that have happened. That's true. Zach, any mm -hmm. other thoughts before we, uh, before we wrap it up and let Jessica get to the PI and kick ass? Yeah, no, I just, again, want to thank you so much for the interview with both sides. I know Alex is, but I'm really extremely grateful for you to give us the chance to interview you. It's a great really, opportunity, really. And awesome. Well, you, thank you for having me on, too. I hope you had a lot of fun. Likewise, Jessica. Any, I did. Any, uh, any other social media? We're going to plug it, obviously, on the videos and audio, but if you want to give a shout-out to not only your Instagram, your social, but, of course, your podcast coming up. And uh, if you have another concert, yes. interested, I don't know, are you, are you into uh, gold bottle concerts or anything? Yeah, well, not yet. I mean, I'm going to be. I mean, considering I'm finally getting healthier days, I, I will be. But you can follow me at Jessica Evil on all social media networks. Um, but also stay tuned for How I See It with Jessica Evil Eye coming very soon.